To honor the anniversary of the passing of Edgar Allan Poe, on October 7th, 1849, at the young age of 40, very young, we'll be foregoing our normal cold open in lieu of a toast to one of America's great writers. This one is to you, Mr. Poe. Cheers. Cheers. This is the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. Woo! I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Transylvania Terror Church. I was wondering it's themed, if themed or just badly punted. Badly <laughs> punted. Uh, today is our first bookcast on Dracula. Like I said, for you folks listening, I think I said this last episode, maybe. I'm not doing a guide on this. We're just going to read like every five chapters or so and talk about them. It's not a very long book. Well, it's three, four hundred pages. I don't know. But it, it reads quick. Especially whenever, like I know we'll get into it when we talk about it, but how the format of it can kind of make it seem, can kind of quicken up the pace of reading it too. Mm-hmm. Now, before we started the episode, did you notice any weird, well, I guess you could call them quotes because they're quotes from the book, but any weird dialogue in there? Because the Transylvania speak and a lot of the accents kind of threw me. I don't know if you yeah. got to some of the weird British dudes accents and stuff. But at the very beginning, he, uh, what was his name? Jonathan. Something with an H. Yeah, that's pretty, I don't have the book in front of me. That's how we forget the fucking main yeah. character's name already. Well, in our, you know, in our favor, like, he is the main character, but we haven't read a chapter with Tim Holly in it for, like, five, you know, five chapters. Yeah, and those those chapters did seem a little long. Hold on, I'm finding it. We can't, we can't have a book cast and not know the main character's name immediately. Jonathan Harker. Jonathan Harker. That was, like, a very generic last name. But anyway, Jonathan Harker is going to old Transylvania to meet Counter Dracula for business dealings, and, uh... He gets a very creepy cab driver, carriage driver, and they're going through the mountains and stuff. And I just, I just found this one quote really stuck out to me. I don't know why. It just, it was like, it didn't seem like it fit the story really. Again, I don't know if it was just the way they, because like, spoiler alert, the carriage driver is like Dracula. Yeah. But the way he was speaking was just, I don't know, backwards talk. Anyway, here it is. Wasn't he supposed to be like a, um, like a gypsy kind of, wasn't the cab driver supposed to be like yeah. a gypsy kind of character, so. Yeah, so I don't know if he, Dracula was putting on an accent or what, but it, it was very strange. So anyway. <laughs> Dracula had a character he was working on. <laughs> I, I, I should have wrote this down if this is when they first, when he first met the carriage driver or whatnot, but when he's going on the ride here, it's a night too, I think. Of course it is. Dracula can't yeah. go on night. The night is chill, mine her, and my master, the count, bade me take all care of you. There is a flask of Slifovitz underneath the seat, if you should require it. And on this eve, I must ask you, dear sir, do you want to go to Transylvania and stab Dracula in the ass with a garlic dildo? Surge! Suck the blood! I was wondering if they were going to make an appearance <laughs> during this series or not harder. But well, you agree, that was a really weird thing to throw in Dracula, right? Right at the yeah. beginning. Get it was like it. in the first five chapters, you get the surge. Get it out of the way. When I read that, I was ecstatic. I was like, damn. Well, that is the only way you could get things done back then. Mm. I mean, do you ever know do you ever notice that when you're reading these like the older books and especially when they're like, you know, set during or books set in that time period of like 
oh, where's the nearest wiring office? Yeah. And can set off, you know, just, and hopefully they, this, this guy gets it to the person, you know, mm. and it just, and all the letter, letters and just like, you know, just, it would be terrible. How, I don't know how anybody got anything done back then. It would, well, for one, smaller communities. Yeah. You're mainly in your village. You're not, like, if you're like Jonathan Harker's going to Transylvania and doing business dealings, very difficult. You know, sending well, letters back and forth. And, you know, this might be... Who's the male guy that had to go to Dracula's you, castle Well, I was going to say, how did Dracula find the... You guy know, in England, he's never yeah, been there. Yeah, like, how, how do you find that out? You don't have, uh, you know, you don't have, uh, what's the, uh, what's the website that the, um... Uh, what the dude from Jurassic Park does? The they're like the the Expedia or Steps dot com or no, apartments dot like, com. Like yeah, the Jeff apartment, Yeah, the apartments dot com. You know, if you don't have apartments dot com, like how's he gonna? You fucked up every bit of that reference. Yeah, you know the guy from Jurassic yeah, Park yeah, yeah. with the site about the thing with yeah, the places yeah. that you stay that are like apartments. Yeah, can't remember any of it. Sorry, we got a oddball tangent, but yeah, I well, thought that you yeah. know why drink blood when you got surge. Because you can't handle the surge. <laughs> Dracula's just roiding out on the surge. Um, anyway, more serious talk. I guess we'll start at the beginning. The first five chapters of Dracula deal with Jonathan Harker. Not to bore you folks, but he goes to Transylvania to meet Count Dracula because of some business dealings. Dracula wants to buy a state in London, I believe. For business. For business. Of course, and he, of course he wants the most dreary castle in London and with, you know... Lots of creepy places to hide out. And do they? Uh, they don't ever get into what the actual business is, right? It's. I thought it was Dracula buying property. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he wants to buy property, and Jonathan Harker again. That kind of that stuff was kind of boring. But on the way to meet Dracula, Jonathan Harker staying with some random Romanians or whatever, and there's a uh, a lot of the the finger crossing. You mm-hmm. know, making the finger crosses whenever Dracula's brought up and. Pretty much everyone knows he's a bad man, except for Jonathan Harker. And then he gets all these warnings and dire warnings, and he meets the carriage driver who takes him, as we saw in the beginning well, of the surge he, addicted uh, carriage driver. Before he leaves the village, one of the, uh, one of the older ladies there actually gives him a cross. Which is very useful, it turns out. But the carriage driver is very creepy and very strong, as uh, the handshake shows. As they're going through, there's, like, a scene with wolves, and the carriage driver gets out, and, all, like, the wolves are going to eat them. There's a shitload of them. And then all of a sudden, they just stop. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll behave. So, essentially, you, I, I kind of guessed it fairly quickly. That I was like, oh, that's Dracula. Yeah. And then he goes in the castle, and it starts off normal. And we were talking about this off air, so I'm going to touch on it just a bit before we go into it deeper. Is if you didn't know, like, we all know Dracula. Yeah. We all, everybody knows the story of Dracula, and we know vampires. If you didn't, if you're reading this when this first came out and you didn't know any of these things, this would all be pretty good twist and very shocking. So he, he goes to the castle and very quickly realizes, well, not quickly, I think over a couple of weeks he starts to realize that he's a prisoner. Yeah. Like Dracula's never there at, during the day, but the doors are locked and Jonathan Harker's like, wait a minute, why can't I, I can't leave. I'm stuck. So that plays for the first five chapters, and then eventually, as it builds up, of him just like now he's he's got to escape. Yeah, knows something fucked up's happening, and then he meets some lady vampires Ooh. who try. I think before that, he actually witnesses Dracula leaving at night through his window. Yeah, like very cool scene. Climbing down the side of the castle like a lizard, which was a very cool scene. And I know you uh, you mentioned this before. Whenever. Uh... You started a little bit before me. One of the first things you noticed is uh, Dracula is very, like, um, 
not well kempt. Like you know what I mean? He's yeah. not the also has a big mustache throughout this. Yeah. He's not the the ladies' man that he later gets uh, yeah. gets you know uh, painted as. But you do find out that whatever Dracula is doing on his nightly excursion, feeding, he is getting younger. Oh yeah. So maybe we're only man. I'm only like ten or fifteen chapters in, so I'm sure ladies' man Dracula, Makes seducer Dracula will we'll make an appear. appearance. Um, which is also alluded to within the next five chapters after this one, but before we get to that, there's a there's a, very, a lot of cool scenes in the. I really like because the first five chapters are just Jonathan Harker's, Harker's journal, and this whole book so far is just written in journal entries, and diary entries and stuff. So we were talking about that's a little strange, but that actually brought up an interesting topic of, well, if you look back in old literature. They always had an established narrator for the most part. Like, we were talking about H.P. Lovecraft. His is usually somebody's writings or first person. Like, almost all H.P. Lovecraft, if not all, is first person. You know, somebody's writing or telling their story. Mark Twain, he, at least in Huckleberry Finn, he was the one telling you the story. Like, a modern orator, which he often did. He was considered the first stand-up comedian because he would hold shows where he would tell people, you know, tell people stories. Uh, And it makes sense because... All stories were told at one time. They weren't written mm. down. They were just passed down. And then that you could see that in even around the writing of this time period, there's a shift and people were more focused on, well, who's telling the story? For instance, Frankenstein, I believe, like you got the monster and you got Victor Frankenstein, but it's always established who's telling the story. And then if you go on to like the vampire tropes themselves, Bram Stoker really did kind of invent the modern vampire. Yeah. There was a story, which I did not know this. I knew the story, but I did not know uh, this little bit about it. It was called The Vampire, spelled with a Y. It was written in 1819 by by John William Polidori. But this is what I didn't know. He was a member of that contest that had uh, Mary Shelley, Lord Byron, and Percy Shelley. When she wrote Frankenstein, or at the time, the modern Prometheus. So the first vampire story, like the first established one, actually came about from that contest they had, which is kind of cool. And I didn't read that story, but I looked into it a little bit. And there was uh, not like the blood sucking, you know, but I think the character at the end dies because all her blood's drained. And like I said, without reading it, I don't know how much with like, you know, the seductor and all that stuff or the seducer, like how much of that would play. But I don't think that was in the original vampire. I think most of this stuff with the bats, garlic, all that stuff is kind of Bram Stoker's creation. And then obviously vampires folklore that, you know, that's that's where the really originated and probably like fairy tales and things like that. But as far as everything we know about vampires, you can really attribute to Bram Stoker. Pretty much he's the uh, godfather. I was going to say the George uh, Romero of Mm -hmm. of vampires. Yeah. And George Romero, I mean, zombies existed, but they didn't have the established rules. You know, Dracula doesn't go out in the daytime. Well, was that established before as a vampire trope? I think Bram Stoker pretty much established yeah. that. Until they started getting sparkly. Cause somebody tried to change it recently. Like the last 20 years. Dicks. Made it so much better. I want my vampires to sparkle. Sparkle because they drink so much Surge. Their blood sparkles. As far as the writing. Ooh, I got a, ooh, got a handy cramp. Oh, no. Ah, oh, God. It was hamstring day. Oh, that's bad. Spencer. Talk about your day. Tell them how it was good. Okay, I'm good. It was shitty. Oh, no. Oh, I cramped it. It was really shitty. I can't get through the poles in the way. Ah! That's the worst. You're you, drinking a beer. You know, I hate the uh, 
I I haven't had them for a while, knock on wood, but I would, for, there was a time where I would constantly get, like, uh, calf cramps. And, like, because you can't do anything to, like... You just paralyzed. Like, I would have to, like, I'd have to lean down and try to just, like, work my foot just because, like, I couldn't move my foot to unlock my calf, like, physically. And, like, by myself, I had to, like, physically move it. (laughs) It's fucking terrible. Um, as far as the writing on this story, it's obviously still kind of old timey, but for being written in what, 1897, it does like compared to like Frankenstein or a lot of other works of the, even HP Lovecraft, which is 20 years later, I feel like the writing's not that old school. No, it's, um, it's, it's easier. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if maybe if that has to, at least with the Derek, the uh at least the characters that I've interacted so far throughout reading it is that the characters seem more down to earth and kinda like everyday people. Like you know, like uh, like we were talking about like with HP Lovecraft, like all his people always had like these weird like either um something already wrong with them or you know the craziness would happen and or they're just like super smart professors yeah yeah you know what i mean so like nobody's relatable they're not like people oh yeah yeah you know what i mean i have like i really haven't heard like any like big unnecessarily words or phrasing thrown around just for like shits or giggles in this that i can really recall other than a, a few small parts that uh Again, because it's written in journal entry that I've read, where nothing wrong with the writing. It's just when you read, it's like nobody would fucking write that in their own journal. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's not like because he's still, you know, it's still fiction. So, for instance, Jonathan Harker, his played well because like he describes Dracula with his, you know, he has the pointed teeth, the yeah. fangs, but then he has like petrid, putrid breath or something, and he's like stinky, and you know, he describes Dracula. But especially when you get onto the female characters later, there were some parts where they would be describing something, and I'm like, unless you're a writer, you're not describing anything like that. Yeah, you wouldn't. I mean, like, I never really had a journal that I wrote in, but I would not think that's how I would write those kind, you know, in my personal journal that nobody else is going to see. Yeah, you wouldn't be describing, like, the you'd be like, oh, the moon was out, it was full moon, big moon, or something. You wouldn't be. Oh, the moon hung in the air like a princess on the balcony of like a like what? No, like people aren't talking like that. Uh, and so every character does have those. In or like the um, whenever the um, Jonathan's um fiance, like whenever she'd be talking about her friend, like and then to get deep into like her friends, is like you wouldn't write that in your journal about like yeah, yeah. It just uh. There was, um, then again, at the time, like, if you read old Civil War letters, yeah. again, there's the describing things that's throwing it up, the descriptions, not so much the, the way they write, because that's on point, but the descriptions, like, people say, don't describe things like that when it's just, you know, nobody's going to read this, yeah. it's just mine, like, why would you do that? Like I said, I think the first, let me go get Dracula real quick. I don't want to, uh, short I switched to the Kindle version. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was just easier because this book is fucking huge. Well, then too, you don't want to mess it up. And yeah, I read uh, ten chapters out of this, but also I read it now. I gotta use my book light, and that thing's cumbersome sometimes. Like, oh, fucking relax. I get yelled at if I have my reading light on. <laughs> fucking yeah, Caleb, come to bed. Oh, but you can't read in the bed. Can't read in the bed because it's got a light. Light is as bright as the sun, and it burns my corneas out of my head. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> we're gonna zoom all this we get cut. <laughs> she don't listen to the episodes. Especially a podcast episode. Yeah, so what? Oh. Double index, because it's yeah. collection. It's got Dracula and other stuff. Hey, you're the fancy guy. Yeah, it's a good collection. What else you got in there? Folks, if you get the Barnes & Noble Dracula edition, you get an introduction. You get Dracula, the full novel. You get the Jewel of Seven Stars, which is his second novel. Mm. And you get the lay, the layer of the White Worm, which is his third novel. And one of those novels is pretty much Dracula, but different, yeah. slightly. I was going to, I was gonna at some point in time through this, ask you, like, if... Uh... You know, because that's all, like, at least I know that's all that he's ever been known for is just, you know, Dracula. How if he, you know, if he did much after that. Dracula was... Because Dracula was the first one, right? I believe so. And Dracula was his, like, one-hit wonder thing where for, I think, a long time he resented Mm. his fame for Dracula and wanted to do other things but couldn't. Um, He also has Dracula's Guest and other stories, which feature Dracula's Guest, The Judge's House, The Squaw... The Secret of Growing Gold, A Gypsy Prophecy, The Coming of Abel Behenna, The Burial of the Rats, A Dream of Red Hands, Crooked Sands, The Crystal Cup, The Chain of Destiny, and The Duelist, or The Death Doom of the Double Born. I like The Death Doom, that's yeah. a better name. As far as Dracula, let's check out this index. So, yeah, so the first five chapters are all Jonathan Harker's journal. And then after that, we go into letters from Lucy and Mina, Mina Murray's journal. We'll cut on all that stuff on another episode. So the first five journals is just, which it was a great way to start because you get introduced to Dracula in the yeah. castle immediately. Mm-hmm. And Transylvania, which which I did some research. And we're going to be disappointed that 70% of this book takes place in England. Uh, At least 70, 70, 80% of the book takes place in England. Not cool as Transylvania. Little disappointing. But the first five chapters are all Dracula's castle, so it sucks you in immediately. And a lot happens while he's just trapped in the castle. Like, you learn how creepy Dracula is. You get to meet, like I said, those three vampire ladies that want to suck his blood in in a forbidden part of well, the castle. Well, what, what I really liked was the slow burn and reveal that you get to see through, like, Jonathan's writing of, like, Oh, and Dracula's like, he might be, like, a little odd or whatever, yeah. but he's paying the bills or whatever. Because he's, he's there the for boss. months, and for the first while, at least the first month, he just thinks it's a business thing. Yeah. But he notices every night there's this beautiful meal put out for him, and breakfast, too, in the morning. But, uh, and he'll join, like, Dracula will join him, but never eats or yeah. drinks anything. He's like, oh, I already ate. And then slowly, Jonathan's like, I never noticed any, because his clothes are always made and everything. He's like, I never noticed any servants. Yeah, like anybody. Nobody around. Uh, then he catches Dracula in the act one night. Yeah. Like, in the dinner. He's like, wait, he put the dinner out. Or just even like you when we mentioned the when he runs into to the, the other three lady vampires. And you get to see like Dracula be like full blown like Dracula. Mean by, Dracula. Because doesn't he grab like one of them by like the neck yeah. or something and yells at him and tosses him. Because his strength is alluded to. Yeah. He's like, oh, I shook his hand. It was like an iron vice. But it's never explicitly said, oh, he's he's a super strong human yeah. creature thing. Like, you don't know that yet. And again, if you never read Dracula, you didn't know anything about vampires, this would all be like, this guy's really weird. Yeah. This is cool. And then especially the lizard scene. Yeah. And then what I also thought was so completely fucked up about after that, that 
Dracula just goes to goes back to like nothing ever happened. Acts like nothing happened, and and just so it's just like this mind fuck that that Jonathan has to be like because he can't. He has to like, play along. Yeah, because like um, and then whenever he um, because uh, Dracula is like, oh well, uh, your time here's almost done. Um, write three letters. Um, and you know, to like your boss, to your girlfriend, and w- what the other one was, and he's like, okay, okay, uh, what's the date on him? And then he told him the date, the and he's future. like, and he's like, oh, I know the day that I'm probably gonna die, and I was just like, that's yeah. so fucking metal. <laughs> and also throughout the thing, he realized that Dracula is reading his incoming mail. Yeah, like whatever letters come to him, he's reading them, and he's not getting anything, and he won't send out certain letters. Yeah, he reads everything. And also, the trope of vampires not being seen in mirrors yes. comes into play. And again, I think this might be a Bran Stoker creation, because there's no mirrors in the place at all. When uh, And now think about what a cool idea that is if you are writing a creature, like you're inventing a character, and you're like, you know, it'd be cool if you can't see him in mirrors, and then mm-hmm. he fleshed that out. So, Jonathan Harker goes into this castle, when he first gets there, he notices, like, the furniture... In most of the rooms, it's kind of, like, moldy and gross, but then, like, his room's real nice. Yeah. Everything's brand new, and maybe, like, the initial hangout room or whatever, but uh, everything else is, like, dark, dank castle not taken care of, but then he knows that there's no mirrors anywhere, too, and there's a lot of locked doors, and then one day, he has a little glass thing he's using for shaving, like, a little mirror, and he's shaving, and, uh... He just comes up behind him, like, up over his shoulder to, like, say something to him. No, it's even cooler. Uh, when he's shaving, he nicks his neck. Yeah. He cuts his neck, and blood comes out. And I think, uh, I think Dracula just came in and was talking to him. But he noticed, like, why? And that's why he nicks his neck because he's like, "Why? What the fuck? I can't see this dude in the mirror, but yeah. he's right behind me. What is happening?" He's looking in the mirror. No guy, but the guy's behind him talking. He's like, "What the fuck?" And that made him cut his neck. As soon as he cuts his neck, Dracula's like, "Oh!" Just yeah. like he goes, he goes for his neck, and it was like a really tense scene. You're like, "Oh shit, son!" And again. If you don't know what you know anything about Dracula sucking blood, you you because when this came out, I'm assuming nobody knew that he was a yeah. vampire. You're like, what the fuck? He, as soon as he bleeds, he's going blood crazy. What's yeah. happening? Why does he want his blood? And then the the chapter five because we talk about the ladies because it's a uh, when Dracula's gone, he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of this castle. Yeah. So he ends up busting open like a door that's like not completely locked into the part of the castle he's not allowed to go in, and it's like everything is just hundreds and hundreds of years old dirty and moldy and then these seductress vampire what do they call them vampiras Vam- vampiras whatever they come out vampirellas yeah vampirellas and they uh are trying to seduce them and they want to eat them and it's it's very erogenous and sexy but very disturbing and then uh, i think jonathan harker ends up like falling asleep or something i forget what happens but uh dracula comes and like you said violently persuades these ladies to stop what they're doing and then um he wakes well, john the harker wakes up back in his room and then when he goes down there again that is completely locked off another fucked up part is there are guests from time to time like uh workers that come because i figure it's like romanians or like traveling gypsies or something dracula hired to build something for him so they start showing up and Jonathan harker just wants to be like get the fuck out of here and he tries to slip them notes and stuff yeah. and I, like they don't even speak his language. Well, things go uh, come to a head one night when, because uh, Jonathan Harker gets braver, so he starts like, well, if Dracula can climb down the wall like a lizard, I can at least, you know, climb to his room. So he explores his room one day, he climbs across the, the way, and goes into his, I think it's during the daytime, 
and he notices like Dracula's bedroom. There's like nothing in there. There's a big pile of gold that's like 800 years old yeah. and some really shitty, broken, dusty furniture that nobody sleeps in. And that's it. And then he there's like a passageway or something and he goes down into it and it's really dark. And I don't think he explores it too much, but he comes back later. And he, from what I understood, like the, the imagery was a little strange here. Was it like a underground mausoleum in a cemetery or something? There was like uh, graves. I can't remember. Yeah, I think there was like some kind of graves or something. But he ends up finding Dracula's coffin and Dracula's in it. And he has blood around his mouth. Because there was also a lady who showed up wailing about her baby. Yeah. Her baby was missing. Obviously, Dracula took the baby and ate it. And then I, think she got, and I think she got tore apart by wolves, right? Because Dracula can control. That's another thing. I did, I didn't, Now, this one I didn't know. I didn't know Dracula or vampires can control wolves. Like, they can make, make them fucking, you know, heal and then eat people. Um, so that poor lady got eaten, I believe. But then he, uh, when he sees Dracula, whose face is more flush, his hair's grown darker. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? And then and he sleeps with his eyes open. And I think he uh, cuts, like, hits him in the face with a rock or something, like a big gash. And then he runs. And then, isn't that how that chapter kind of ends? Is he, like, he's still trapped there? I think so, yeah. Because then it goes into uh, the letters of his fiance Lucy. Not Lucy, uh. Lucy's her friend. What's his fiance's name? You just you just said uh, something with an M. Mina. So we'll we'll talk about that in the next part because that that breaks off into the other stories. Yeah. But there is some boring lady talk for a chapter two, and I thought I was gonna lose it. Yeah, I thought, oh no, this is where Dracula sucks ass, and I'm not gonna like it. But they divert that, and it actually does wrap around back into more Dracula talk. Yeah. Um. They so Bram Stoker right now where I'm at, he's actually expanding the Dracula mythos where we get the bat vampire, and there's a cool part where he uh is fucking with sailors. Okay. Did you get to that part yet? Yeah. 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 Because I was gonna say that part. I was gonna maybe need you need to uh to thread the the, the storyline a little bit because like up until like the. The the boat part, which we'll talk about next episode, I was getting a little like, what is the story here? Yeah. <laughs> which, but I think it was just to set up those characters, you know. Yeah. So we'll leave it off at that. I'm gonna keep these episodes a little shorter than the other book because the content ones are like hour long, mainly because I am not having a lot of time editing because I got so many submissions I have to go through now. People have been submitting like crazy, uh, for our Halloween stuff. So folks. Check out that stuff. We have a lot of stories coming out. I guess that's what happened when you have an open, uh, an open submission call. On, well, yeah, we do that every year though. And we don't. We get like a good bit, but this year I think is because of Corona time. Yeah, I think a lot of publishers aren't putting out work or not accepting work. I don't know what it is, but a lot of people got a lot of writing. I think done. So we're gonna have to start accepting like uh, Halloween submissions in like August. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to do something. Um, so if you folks want to check that out, you go to drunkenpenwriting.com. You can follow us on Twitter at drunkpenwriting, Instagram at Facebook, drunkenpenwriting. If you want to go on Apple Podcast or iTunes or whatever the fuck it is now, give us a positive review. That would be awesome, and we'll shout you out on the show. And you can also do that if you have some other app like Podbean or CastBox or whatever apps, if they let you review. Yeah, that always helps. Yeah, if we get us more listeners and uh, get us more fancy books sent our way just wanted folks to know we got uh from one of our writers from previous years i think he submitted a couple times to us we published his work uh scott allen young he has a book out uh, it's a short story co collection discontents and zealots a collection of horrors 
And he actually did us a solid by shouting us out on this. So if you folks see that online, go pick it up. Thanks again, and see you later. And drink Surge. Drink lots of Surge. Drink the Surge. Bloody Surge.